Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations Podcast. We want to thank you so much for tuning in to this latest episode. We really appreciate all the support that we've been getting, everyone who's listening. We thank you so much. Um, We're just, you know, doing this for the glory of Elohim, for the glory of the kingdom, to help spread his message. So we pray that you continue to listen and we pray that we continue to bring so much uh, information and light to you to help your life. Um, and to just help, you know, spread the kingdom message throughout the world uh, as it is our mandate. So once again, thank you and shalom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we appreciate you so much for tuning in once again to the Kingdom Conversations podcast. Um, and today, uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Derek Anderson, Jr., but we also have uh, Demetrius Halliburton joining us today on the podcast. So how are you gentlemen doing today? Amazing. Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> Same. <laughs> That's great. That's great. But uh, as always, I know I can speak for all of us that it's uh, great to be back again speaking the kingdom message, as we always say, you know, uh, you know, out here in the world, it's not too often that you could just go out and, you know, talk about the kingdom and everything as much as you'd like to. So it's great to have a space that we could come and, you know, everyone talk, fellowship and uh, talk about the things that's going on in our minds and stuff the Holy Spirit gives us. And also uh, speak these things that it might help edify someone else. So, uh, yeah. So um, if anyone like to start it off with any topic, well, you know. I guess I can go ahead and start it off. I'm always asking uh, <laughs> to start it off. But um, one thing I know that um, has been on um, my mind lately in this year is really going ahead and taking that next step, you know, um, to being in the full-time entrepreneurship. Um, and it's great that I have, you know, my two brothers here because, you know, both of them, uh, have already taken a step into doing, you know, entrepreneurship um, a lot of time. Um, but me, uh, this year, I know I feel like this is the year for me to uh, go out and do it. And, you know, the thing that always comes, you know, with the enemy when you're doing something that you know you're supposed to be doing is just, you know, a lot of doubts, a lot of questions, a lot of fears. Things come up in your mind that's just trying to stop you from doing what you know that you need to do. And the next step that the Holy Spirit is taking you into, you know, I find myself, you have all these plans, you have it laid out, you have everything. But you always find some type of reason of just like, okay, I'm going to hold off on it until I get this done. Then you get that and it's, well, I'm going to hold off on it until I get that done. But you really have to just sit back and, you know, access your situation like you would if you was listening to somebody else's situation. You just tell them, you know, go ahead and get started. Go ahead and do what you do. Start with what you have. Start with what you have right now, you know. And, um, you know, the things, because if you have all this stuff laid out, you have the idea, you have the vision, you feel like you know where it is that you need to go, you know, just take that step. You know, Elohim is not going to be able to do anything if you're just sitting here, you know, sitting on your hands, you know, just waiting for some magic to fall out of the sky is not going to happen. You know, we have to, you know, we have the many here on the earth and we are the ones who have to, you know, go out and, you know, he told us to tend and to keep it. He told us to manage it. So we have to make sure that we're doing our part. And, you know, no matter what it is, whether it's entrepreneurship, if it's your marriage, uh, re relationship, your job, you have to make those steps for him to be able to work through you to make stuff happen. You know, stuff's just not going to happen. You have to take those steps. So um, that's one thing that's been, you know, sitting on me lately is just, you know, stop with the excuses, you know, just get out there and get it done, you know, and especially if you have people around you who is willing to help you through that process, who've made that transition, you know, uh, just get it done. So I know you guys could speak to that. <laughs> you want to go ahead and address it, Demetrius, or you want me to give my uh, two cents? Because I know you got 98 cents. Oh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, DJ. I, I'm <laughs> okay. So, I mean, Octavian is correct. Uh, and what he's speaking from is a point of view to where he has, and he knows he has everything he needs. He has uh, the resources. He has um, 
uh, you, you know, the equipment, the skills. I mean, Octavia's been working on this business for years. It's not like he just jumped up and said, I'm going to do it from a, a, a unction or urge. Like, this is something that he, like he said, he's been planning for. So, I, number one, I'm excited. And as a brother, uh, I mean, I'm proud. Like, I love to see, um, you know, just I say us as uh, Native Black Americans getting out there and starting a business because so many times, you know, it was not always uh, set up for us to have businesses. I mean, the one thing that really hurt black businesses was integration. And, you know, a lot of people talk about, well, now we have equal rights, we have civil rights, but integration really hurt black businesses because then you had the black dollar bring, being spread to other communities before it was only being spread in the black community. And uh, everybody buys from, uh, I'll say, other races, but not too many people. Only people that mainly buy from black people are black people. So that really hurt the, you know, the black community. Now we're trying to build that wealth up uh, again. And you see it a, a lot now because it's become a, a trend. But one thing about us, you know, this is called kingdom conversation. We're kingdom minded and we focus on principles and we focus on um, really uh, thinking about things from scripture with a kingdom mindset. So we're not here just trying to, you know, promote to uh, gain wealth just for black people. But there's been an injustice that has happened to black people. And we are here to, uh, I'll say, get things in a state that it should be. You know, America is supposed to be a place where everyone can come here and have an equal opportunity. And many will say that's the case, but that's not true, especially in the city of Memphis. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee, you'll see that 90% uh, of the businesses here are, are white-owned. And black people only own about uh, was it? I think it is like 10 percent um, because uh, and, and, you know, what's so astonishing about that is that Memphis is 63 or 64 percent. I know it's over 60 percent uh, black. So it's like even though, you know, you have majority black city, the money is still going towards, um, you know, white businesses. And I mean, you'll see and I've said this before, you'll see businesses that have a sign established in 1893, established in 1905 and things like that. Well, black people didn't have the opportunity uh, because we didn't have the resources at the time. Like I said about Octavian, he now has the resources to do what he needs to get done. And um, like I said, um, me and Demetrius are both operating business. I'm not at the level that Demetrius is. <laughs> but the <laughs> but thing is, the father in Debiram or Deuteronomy 8 and 18, the father says he's given us the ability to obtain wealth. So we can all use the gifts that are inside of us in order to obtain wealth. And, and what you do is you work, you know, you work at a job, but that job is using your gift. And, you know, he's given all of us gifts. We'll see that in the book of Exodus where, you know, they had um, gifts to I think it was Exodus. It could have been Exodus. Y'all can help me out. Or they could have been building Solomon's temple. Either way, they were working to build a temple and uh, Ellen had given them gifts in order to help them build a temple and they were there to bring their gifts so there's no excuses for why we can't do something it's just that we don't see what elohim has placed on the inside of us and what many of us have accepted today in our thinking like i say this is kingdom mindset this isn't the american dream mindset many people have accepted the american dream and all the american dream is is debt so we're here to be lenders and not borrowers we're here to to live overcoming lifestyles. We're here to uh, do a, abundantly, exceedingly, you know, more than we ever imagined or thought that we could do with, you know, the Holy Spirit working through us. So that, that's and it all starts in our thinking. So we really have to, you know, this podcast, this is just an introduction for those to have. Uh, we're trying to establish a precept so that, you know, you can go out in Scripture and get the concept. Um, and that's what I have to say about that. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely get where you're coming from on that. Um I guess when we talk about entrepreneurship, I think it's been a lot of misconceptions on how to start, how to get going, things like that. Most people tell you, uh, you know, just go jump out on faith, you know, just go do this, go do that, which is a religious term. And that, that's, that's not how the kingdom operates. So as far as just me talking to another entrepreneur, because that's what you are. You know, it's, it's already in us to do it. It's just what we do is we get in our own way. And I and I definitely get where you're coming from when you say you want to have so many things lined up before you start. And uh, I think that's one of the things that, because I have several businesses that I have just sitting ready to start. 
but some of those things can't be done because I got this thing called analysis paralysis. And that means that I got to think everything through from beginning to end before I take a step out and do something. And so, you know, my advice to another entrepreneur would be to, I think it's a good thing and it definitely can be detrimental because you get to an analysis paralysis and then it goes into procrastination. And we know that procrastination, it kills dreams, it kills purpose, it kills your destiny. And so, you know, like I said, for me talking to another entrepreneur, it's good to have certain things in place. Because one thing that I would tell people today is work where you at, you know, work the vision on the side and work the job that you're working. That's one of the things that I didn't have the privilege of doing, and if I would have done anything different, that probably would have been what it was. So what I'm saying is, if you're going to, if you work in a nine to five or eight to four or a graveyard ship or whatever it is, uh, and I know it's kind of hard because, you know, you got family in between, you got ministry, things that's going on in between, and it kind of can feel like, well, when can I get my time to put into developing this business or this this, this purpose, this goal that I want to achieve. And so what I would say is to start small, take baby steps. You don't have to rush. Um, there's no rush. But most importantly, make sure that, because you're really in a good position, to make sure that you apply those kingdom principles on getting things started. And if that means, you know, if it's, um, say you're doing um, video shoots or whatnot, then you may start scheduling some things, getting your equipment time, you know, putting stuff aside for that dream, putting stuff aside for that particular purpose of what it's going to do in the business or whatnot. And then you want to get your your things in order, you know, your business plan. That's where you your analysis paralysis can just go wild, because when you get to the business plan, it's going to it's going to make you realize, OK, OK, now I'm going down this path. It don't seem so wild now because now I'm thinking about it. I'm seeing where where my market is. I'm seeing who's my customer because not every a lot of people say everybody's my customer and I do it all. That's that's a dangerous statement to make because if you what happens is you become a jack of all trades and you master nothing. And so people can people will see you and be like, what exactly do you do? You know, type thing. And so with that, I would just say my advice again would just be to really focus on what you want to do, start getting your business plan, start, uh, you know, getting your, uh, your uh, tax ID, start getting the business account, start getting those things together. And don't don't try to wait till everything's put together. Just start putting stuff together and start talking to it, you know, and start putting scripture on top of, it, you know, things like that. Because what happens is the father sees that he can honor that. And then the way it just it just be a smooth transition. You don't feel like you're pulling or you think you're going too early or things like that. So that would be my advice to like another entrepreneur. You know, just really stay focused on the goal. Don't overthink it. Put it before the father. Because really what the father is looking for is good management. Everything else will come. You know, if you if you're managing your tithing, your first fruits, things like that, then it becomes natural to say you you operate the principle, you operate the law. So father can say okay, it's time for you to take this step now because I got you. I can fully intervene because you're doing what I taught you to do. And that would be what I would say. I appreciate it because that uh, analysis paralysis is real, man. (laughs) Wanting to sit there and just, you know, make sure everything lines up perfectly symmetrically before it's like, all right, now's the, the behind time to go out here and shoot and get it done. You know, so... Yeah, that's that's basically why I am now. I was just saying, well, I don't want to start before I get this. Well, then if I'm going to get this, I also have to have that to go with it. And you just keep mounting all this stuff of just it got to be perfectly aligned. When you just, you know, you know you can go out there and do it and you know that you can get it done. And, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, it's like our pastor tells us, Elohim's just sitting there like, I'm waiting on you. You know, I'm waiting on you to give me something to work with. You know, so, yeah, that's my thing. So, I guess whoever has some next. I I'll say this. Uh, I'm the total opposite of y'all. 
my thing when uh, analysis paralysis when I started my thing was just jumping out there without a plan um <laughs> because I always felt like you know I can do it I'm ready to do it let me do it and then I get out there then you just a lot of times I hit I'll say um what is it like roadblocks I hit roadblocks and I was like I at that time I had to figure out what to do so I didn't have uh everything figured out but I did jump out there though um so that that was just <laughs> like I say to tell y'all I'm just the opposite well I went through the opposite thing um but that was really good though especially coming from uh Demetrius like I say uh he's a full-time entrepreneur so I would take as much advice from him as I can right now um and one thing that I really wanted to share was about um I know Octavian said you know the entrepreneurship thing was one of the things that came up in him one thing is for me was just uh, looking at the people today in the world. Like I've really been looking at, um, you know, just how people operate today in their belief systems, uh, especially coming from, you know, uh, college. Uh, when did I graduate? I graduated back in 2015. And it, it was really I was talking to my mom about it today. It was really a culture shock. I know Octavian says that it was a culture shock for him, but it was for me as well just seeing what people believe. I didn't know everybody didn't believe in Elohim God. I thought everybody, you know, thought he was real. They just didn't abide by him. So that was really a big thing for me. And just looking at, you know, you have in the black community, you have the hoteps and the uh, pan-Africans. And, you know, people try to teach uh, polygamy and try to, um, what's another one? A, A lot of stuff, like I say, even with, supporting the black community a lot of people you see operate on trends so uh, i mean a lot of this stuff today is really trans and the biggest issue for me is that you know a lot of people want to teach uh about yeshua many call him jesus but they don't want to talk about after you get born again or after you get saved excuse me because there was a lot of people in college that i met that said they believed in yeshua uh, but you will see them living a totally different lifestyle. And it's like, you know, you see that. Why, why would I want to do it if, you know, you're doing the same thing I'm doing? Uh, you know, I got born again after college. So in college, it's like, you going to going to drink, I'm drinking. Um, you pouring stuff out to me in scripture. But, you know, you live in, I say, a hellish lifestyle. So uh, the point that I'm trying to make or bring up now is that just so many people are, there are so many, I say this, there are so many different ideologies and, you know, some, some people even ask me, you know, well, how do I know what's right? Uh, my nephew asked me that question. He was like, well, how do I know which religion is the right religion? How do I know uh, what's real and what's not? But I mean, I see I say this. I see a lot of people get into, you know, anime and that they go to cosplay and, and all of that. And, you know, they think they playing around. But some of them, I think they serious about, you know, some of that stuff. I think it really do define their belief system. Like, uh, you know, and I'll see that sometimes in talking to people, I will be talking and, you know, I just get to talking about life. And I'm like, you know, I, I believe in having, you know, one wife, uh, have, building up a family, building up, you know, being entrepreneur, uh, encouraging people, all of that. And they'll get into, well, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's to trust in, and believe in yourself. And I'm like, you sound like a Disney movie. So um, a lot of it is just. The different ideologies that people have and that's why i will respect people that are like jehovah's witnesses and muslim muslims and stuff like that because i'm like at least they actually practicing what they believe uh, and it's not you know a bunch of mess that we just get influenced by on tv or you know get involved in trends so that's kind of the topic that i just wanted to bring up and i'd love to hear what you all have to say i got you oh uh, so i guess what i'm hearing from that is uh with different beliefs and philosophies in the world. And I'll say this, I think everyone is, and I I had this conversation with my wife not too long ago, is uh, a lot of people are looking for a better way to live. And I think what, what is close enough to their comfortable, their comfortable state or what they feel is right, whichever religion can take that in and they can still have a promise of a good life, that's what they usually tend to or usually, you know, go in that direction. When 
what we what we've been taught and the things that we've been exposed to religion is what's killing a lot of people because it uh, it, it it bounds people up it don't give you life and so that, I think that's one of the things like as, at, in Christianity is um, these rules and regulations that that were totally different than what the scripture was saying and so when it does that when that belief system goes off it becomes a, a whole different like you said ideology a different set of beliefs they convicted about certain things that they would not be convicted of as doing it the way of the of the kingdom and so i think what people are like you said what people are uh, looking for they're usually looking for a better way to live and what's going to be easiest for me and i think that's why a lot of people they really need to hear the kingdom message because when you hear the kingdom message, you just feel free. You don't feel bound. You don't feel like, you know, you're just in this cult or something like that. It's, it's a, a lifestyle change. It, it shows uh, you have fruit. It shows you, it shows you how to act, when to do, what to do. And that's what, you know, talking with that and just going back to the entrepreneur thing is helping uh, that mindset, you know, getting that mindset back into a state of submission to the actual word, because the word, just like in the beginning, when we talk about entrepreneurship, I don't had entrepreneurship in the beginning. I mean, just to be real, he didn't clock in and clock out. But what he did was <laughs> he used the principle of management. You know, it was there. And so the same thing applies with our belief system. And I think that's where people need to understand. They need to get back to the original and see the source, get to the truth of everything so then their mind can be free. I think that's the, the biggest thing. People's minds have to be free. And and it's just it's just crazy. I, I, you know, I at one point, I was like, I just, just give up. I don't, you know, I don't care about it because I felt like it, would, it, wasn't, it wasn't original, you know. And I think that's what people are... Uh, running into you know for me it goes back to you know when you were saying that your cousin had asked you um you know how do i know what's the right way and the way that people is supposed to know that yeshua is real you know elohim exists and you know his way is the right way is through the ambassadors um through the lifestyle of the ambassadors and you know, there are a lot of times in people's life where they get to that point to where it's like, um, you know, man, I give up. Like, you know, this, this stuff just is not working. You know, I need to find some type of example. Like, who, who, what's something that I can reach out to? Someone that I can reach out to that's just going to, you know, show me what this life is, what it is that I need to be doing. And um, a lot of times they... You know, from religion, you know, we talk about this all the time. The ambassadors, so-called ambassadors, fall short. The representation of Elohim falls short. You know, people, um, well, some people look towards, you know, the church and stuff like that, and they'll see the show and stuff that's going on, and they're just like, if that's the way I'm supposed to be going, I'd do better doing my own thing. I'd do better going out here figuring it out myself, you know, and just, you know, there's, so, there's Buddhist, there's Hinduism, Muslim, Christianity, all this other stuff, you know, um, man, I, some people would just be like, man, you know, I might as well just do my own thing. You know, it just seems like that's what everybody is. Just so many different ways. Like, how am I supposed to figure it out? And, um, you know, we know with a lot of um, black men nowadays, a lot of them are falling into the Hebrew Israelites. Some of them going into Muslims because at least they see some type of structure in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're you know, they're strict about what they're doing. They're serious about what they're doing. You know, um, I follow, um, I watch Rizzo Islam a lot for the, a lot of the stuff he teaches. And, and you could tell with how the nation of Islam teaches them. A lot of men are drawn to that because a lot of men are drawn to leaders, people they can uh, model after and people to look up to and stuff like that. You know, that's why I was so um, happy when DJ uh, showed me pastor because I was like, that's, that, that's it. Like, that's the type of father figure I feel like. I've been searching for, you know, someone that you can look up to, someone that you can go and seek uh, counseling with, you know, somebody that can help you through this stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, what a lot of that comes in. And, you know, 
I I just for me I could I could say for me it was really hard to get to that point to where I I'd just be like you know bumping I'm gonna do my own thing too much because you know I, I knew I just I knew I lived a life you couldn't do what you wanted to do and you know get what you wanted it just didn't work that way you know I mean even in fantasy video games you can't do what you want you know do anything you want and it all just goes peachy keen so you know I knew that in life even when I was living a rebellious rebellious lifestyle that there was a structure to it you know I, I just I just couldn't go out here and do you know anything and everything so you know but there's a lot of people who you know aren't like that who just you know get to that rebellious state and it you know it takes you know that's why the scripture talks about the guy who um if I forgive you for 10 sins but I forgive this guy for 100 sins who's gonna love me more you know um, and for some people, you know, it takes them getting to that hundred sins and stuff like that because they're so rebellious to get back. But, you know, it's unfortunate that it's like that, you know. So um, that's uh, what I have to say on that. I tell you, I mean, you pointed out something, too. Um, you said that, you know, I introduced you to Dr. Larry. Well, Demetrius introduced me to Dr. Well, it really was Alicia introduced my wife, but then Demetrius helped me make the decision to join the empowerment of faith. And then I helped you make the decision. So Octavian, now it's your turn to help somebody else. I see a trend. <laughs> I'm going to follow trends like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, but you you know what I, I got from that, just from him saying that, was the answer to what you just said when he asked, uh, how do I know that it's real? It's really how you show that person because you know inside that what um what I believe in now is the real thing. You know, what I believe, the way I live, it, it's the real thing. So you get to them by influence. That's just the same way, just like when he introduced you to Dr. Larry. I be I'm that's my mentor, my dad, that's my that's my father in law, and every other title you can name, my uh business mentor, all of that. So I see him a lot, way more than other people, and they, you know, you get so immersed in it. But what what I can say is, he's the same, whatever area, or in business, or if you with his family. You know, we just had a conversation the other day, and I can tell that that's him. You know, and things come up, and I see things happen when situations come up, when the enemy is working trying to take things down on you know behind closed doors i'm seeing how he reacts to it that's what i'm looking at because i'm like okay because this is what we've been taught you know so his influence to me it made me a better person just because the father was was ordering his steps you know and so with other people that see us that's the biggest thing that i told my wife because everybody said you're gonna be a pastor and, and whatever but the thing is, I want people, I want to always be the same, no matter how much is in the bank account, no matter how much I make, how many, how many kids I have, I mean, all kind of stuff. I want to be the same way because people need to see that because those people are searching for the truth. And the truth is going to be a reflection of your lifestyle because, like you said, it becomes, it becomes a lifestyle because of your belief system. And so with that, I think that's the most important thing that people really need to see is the unfiltered because what one thing people do in Christianity is you <laughs> I used to see my auntie she used to bring me to church she would say all these cliche things and then go right outside and smoke a cigarette on then on back of that get a bush beer and then smoke some weed I'm like okay what happened between 15 minutes ago you know where you thank the Lord you know all this cliche stuff so that influence, it just diminished. Your, your reputation just was diminished because you aren't following what the, what, what the scripture lines up to how you should be all the time. That, I mean, I guess that's integrity, you know, being the same way all the time, you know. So I think that was the biggest, the answer you had already said was influence, you know, for other people. Yeah, and the Demetrius, you totally right about that. You know, integrity. Uh, I broke it down in the Hebrew. Um, I can't even think of it now. I was going to bring it up. But to continue, I know 
each, uh, Octavia and I have brought something up. Um, Demetrius, you got any topic that you would like to share that we can discuss? Uh, yeah, I, 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 this is something that was on my mind earlier today as I walked through the park. So, um, uh, I talked to Octavia not too long ago because I saw some of the things that he was doing as far as his health and his wife and uh, how y'all uh, are on his health journey. And so me and my wife were strolling through the park today and we were thinking about some things because we always talk about, you know, financial literacy in the community. We talk about, you know, especially in the black community, uh, how can we assist in those areas? Because one thing that we dealt with today was that we were kind of on the fence of saying, and we thought it was the wrong thing, saying, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm worried about my people. I'm worried about people that look like me. We were kind of timid to say that because we thought it was a bad thing, you know, but it's not because we all have different assignments, you know. And so with that, we come to the realization because my wife has a, uh, a background in mental health, you know, counseling and things like that. And, and my background is more finance. So I was thinking like the problem needs to be solved is going to be financial literacy. And she's like, what other problems that a lot of uh, black Americans um, are really mentally drained because of the things that happened, you know, hundreds of years ago that's been trickled down through generations. But I think the most important thing and the most important aspect that we're missing along with, because it's needed, financial literacy is needed, mental health counseling for the black community because the suicide rates in the black community are on an all-time high. And then the third piece that's missing was uh, our physical health. And I, and I think about every uh, Sunday we used to go to church and we come to one of my aunt's house or something like that, and they have a whole full spread laid out. You got back uh, ribs, you got fried chicken, cabbage with with about three buckets of uh, butter in it, you know, and cornbread that tastes like uh, cake and all this stuff. And we look around the room, and if you add up everybody's weight, you know, it may, it may weigh more than the house. Because... <laughs> Everybody eating that junk, but what we find, what we finding out is that that crowds the mindset because we talk about uh, internal issues or will uh, external issues what will affect the internal. Uh, and I think you remember that teaching. You probably bring that up. But those are one of the. That's what I want to talk about because we don't talk about it. this. Is we don't talk about sex. We don't talk about religion. We don't talk about race. And we don't talk about our physical health. Those are very touchy topics. So I, I, I want to know what you guys thought about that. When it comes to physical health, you know, I, I started really doing this, uh, if you had to put a name on it, this alkaline journey or, you know, just basically taking my health serious to a point where I try to eat everything um, as natural as I could because I, I listened to a Miles Monroe teacher one time. And he was talking about if uh, anything that exists has to stay connected to its source for it to survive. You know, and he talked about how um, spiritually um, Elohim is our source. So we have to make sure that we're uh, connected to him at all times in his word, meditating, hearing from him and things like that. Um, but he also talked about our physical bodies and how it came from the physical earth. And how you have to make sure that you stay connected with the things that come from the earth and um, you'll be healthier. And I went and I studied it and I read it and I read through um, Genesis, you know, the food that he made for us, seed bearing plants and, um, you know, vegetables, fruits, herbs and things like that and how it was for our body. And so I, I just basically was like, OK, I'll just try it out. You know, I'll just try it out. You know, I got it from scripture. You know, it ain't no denying it. So I'll just try it out. And once I tried it, like, you know, it's just, you know, it just became real, you know, and I, I decided I'd do a 14 day fast one time and I did that. And, you know, just seeing to, you know, cause our whole life, we're just brought up in it. You know, like you said, Sundays, you know, you know, all the food in the world, you know, if you want something to eat, you know what I'm saying? You go and cake and rice and gravy, fried chicken, everything fried. I mean, if, if you wasn't frying and you wasn't cooking, apparently. But, uh, yeah, and um, 
it's just the normal. But then to, you know, just go to that other side, to see things from that other side, you know, that other perspective. Like, I did that 14-day fast, and, man, after that, it, it just got hard eating stuff. You know, you, you felt bad. You felt horrible. You know, you literally felt like you was destroying yourself to eat this stuff. And, you know, our physical health is really, really important because, you know, if we don't have our physical bodies, you know, that's it. You know, that that's what death is. You know, uh, the spiritual death is means nothing but separation. You know, when uh, Matisse and Niga and Adam, when they uh, technically died in the beginning, they just became separated from the father. And that's what physical death is. Our soul and spirit become separate from our body. Um, and, you know, if, if you die too early, you know, people always talk about, well, you got to die from something. I knew it was a guy at one of my jobs one time. He would drink like I'm telling you, like three to five monster energy drinks in a in an eight hour shift. And I'm like, bro, like you have to know that's destroying you. And he was like, you know, well, you gotta die from something. I'm like, well, you gonna make sure you know what it is, huh? You know, and it, and it's gonna be earlier than you earlier than you expect or what it's supposed to be. And you know, I just, you know, I worked at a hospital during that time and you you would just see people, you know. You on ventilators, breathing tubes and stuff like that, but you got to make it outside to smoke that cigarette. And, you know, it just started hitting me different. I'm just like, oh, my, we, we really do have to take our health serious. And my wife, she's really into it, you know, with, um, you know, because she's in the medical industry. You know, she's a, a registered nurse. So she sees all this and she tells me stories about it and stuff like that. And it really just hits home how nobody really does teach this stuff. You know, it's it's nothing that was really talked about in religious settings and stuff like that about what you was eating. It's just when the heart attacks came, when the strokes came, you know, let's just all get together and pray. And, you know, they never taught proactive solutions. You know, they never taught the principles and precepts of the kingdom that would make sure these things didn't happen to you. You know, if, if Elohim is supposed to be the source of life, why are we all dying the way we are? You know what I'm saying? So when I made that transition, it really did change my life. And it's, it's gotten to the point now where you just you can't you just it's you know, you can't go back. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, uh, when the scripture says nobody has truly tasted the goodness of Elohim and just turned away like that. It's, it's like that when you to go on this physical journey is it's just hard to go back but you know you just have to make this step to just you know because when i did that 14 day fast it wasn't easy you know what i'm saying it, it was difficult i can't lie it was hard but you know if you could just you know dedicate yourself to make it there and get there and invest in it that much you know um you'll truly see that change so that's what i have to say um that's really good. Um, I won't speak much, much on the physical, but I'll get into what Demetrius was discussing about the mental. Um, and it, and my wife uh, has a background in psychology and also in sexual assault. And uh, I mean, she's dealt with, you know, she's worked as a, a caseworker. She's worked a lot in social work. So um, a lot of times she'll tell me just about some of the stuff. And what I've noticed, like, you know, sexual assault really does affect people mentally um and emotionally and uh one thing that we both talk about when it came to mental health was that we see that people change because they talk about like different mental illnesses are triggered and they're triggered by stress so there are situations that cause stress and that can trigger mental illnesses and one thing about being an ambassador is that you know scripture never tells us to be stressed i remember one at one point, I was totally against counseling. I was against it because I'm like, well, we got the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. And I was looking at, well, you know, with a kingdom mindset, I don't have to worry about bills. All I got to do is practice p principles. I'm like, he's got a kingdom economic system for us. And then that, that was just so many things that were coming up. I'm like, why stress? I'm not worried about nothing. Like everything, you know, is going that, you know, we need is going to be applied, uh, supplied to us. You know, Matthew, who are Matthew 16, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom uh, of Elohim and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. I mean, when I first got born again, that was one of the scriptures that stuck out to me. I mean, it was just like everything was just going to be provided for me. I didn't have to stress and worry about anything. But uh, what I noticed is that a lot of people didn't come up the way I did. A lot of people um, had 
issues that they didn't know how to handle. And, and it kind of, um, what should I say? It kind of affected them harder than, you know, it would have affected others because, you, you know, we are all, uh, we're not all, you know, people try to say we're all God's children. That's what they say made in the image and likeness of Elohim. But that's not true. Not until you're born again. So I have to realize everybody ain't born again. So a lot of mental illnesses that people have, they can't handle the issues of life. So a lot of times it'll cause them to go to a state uh, or to cause a chemical imbalance. And, you know, a lot of times we see it in, um, I won't say, you'll see chemical imbalances in pregnant women. In pregnant women or even after, you know, they have postpartum depression because those are uh, are real chemical imbalances that are happening in their body. You know, a lot of times when they go through pregnancy, it's the hormone changes. So uh, not saying that pregnancy is a mental illness because I know some people get offended by that. Um, but the thing is, is that what I saw as being an ambassador is that it is good to get counseling, but to get counseling from a seasoned, uh, I'll say pastor, get counseling from a, a seasoned saint, uh, a seasoned ambassador, somebody who's been through the testing waters, not, you know, somebody I like, I listen to Demetrius, I listen to Octavian, but at the end of the day, uh, number one, I listen to the father at the end of the day, that's, that's my main source. But I also know that he's provided us with uh, people, like I say, with gifts that are here to help us. We're all here to be interdependent and uh, we're here to to rely on one another. Like we have that. Um, what should I say that? Uh, I, I say family. We have that family. You know, we call each other brothers and sisters. And, you know, with our pastor, somebody who has lived life and been through many things like, you know, my wife and I will get counseling from them that'll give us knowledge that we don't have because because in order to live in there, you know, people need that knowledge. And the reason that people go through what they go through mentally sometimes is because they don't know. That's one of the biggest uh, stress or what should I say? Causes of stress is not knowing is ignorance. A lot of people don't know. So they stress. I mean, if you knew everything that was going to happen in life, you wouldn't stress because you'd be expecting it to happen. So a lot of mental, especially and then in the black community, they say we have a lot of um, uh, mental illness. You know, a lot of people try to bring awareness to the black community is because, you know, they say we never been through counseling. I'll say this and I need to say it on other platforms. I say um, that all black people need to go to counseling because then we can say when, you know, a shooting or something happened that, uh, you know, we got past. What is it? We have a history of mental illness because that's <laughs> that's actually one of the reasons that black people go straight to jail because we can't prove that we have a history of mental illness. But, you know, other people can do that because, you know, they've gone to at least one counseling session and the lawyers can use that to their advantage in their case. And therefore, they go to a mental institution rather than prison. And just a thought. But back to what I was saying, uh, mental illness is um, something that is really big in the black community, like Demetrius was saying, because of what occurred through slavery. And, you know, we really I was talking to my wife about this today. I was like, in order for black people to come out of the state that they're in right now, I'm like, this is going to take hundreds of years. I'm like, just looking at it like uh, me and her were driving through a neighborhood the other day. And, you know, social distancing is supposed to be a big thing now. But you got 30 babies clotted together playing, you know, um, you got the adults. They uh, all over each other smelling like marijuana. And I was just like, you know is looking at this it's a regular thing especially in memphis um and it is horrible because this is the norm you know this is a norm and i hate it because i hate to see people in poverty i hate to see people you know ignorant not saying all of them were ignorant what i'm saying is just that the mindset that we have in the black community is going to take a while to get out and the mental illnesses that we have in the black community I mean, you got to I didn't realize that most of the sexual assaults that take place take place in low income areas. I didn't realize that a lot of, um, you know, things that just go on in low income areas are uh, like, you know, all the crime and stuff is because you have people who don't have examples of what, you know, a father is. And so a lot of this really has been brought about again. We can go back to slavery and America. I mean, we, we, we're dressing America because that's where we live. Um, and so it's really going to take time. It's going to take prayer. It's going to take ambassadors, those that are uh, kingdom citizens who are going to be an example for others 
to live a wholly separated life and live, as Dimitri said, a life of integrity, where they're the same all the time. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's what we really need. Yeah, it, it makes sense what you're saying um, as far as mental health. And I will say, like I said, that was, it's, I think it's three major pillars to the issues. Uh, I think it's economic, I think it's um, physical, and I think it's mental health. I think the, I was saying the first part, I think, like you said, you know, you got your mental health, but I think one of the biggest things is um, the physical health. Because this is when we talk about uh, clearing up, because everything changes when the mindset changes. And so if we feed ourselves food that that puts in bad energy, that doesn't help us reach our full potential, help us be able to do the things that, like you said, as ambassadors, we really are use, useless, you know, in, in the kingdom because of that particular issue. But what I was, uh, I was right now, I've been trying to write stuff down because my mind goes like this most of the time. That's and as an entrepreneur, you're gonna you're gonna uh, that's gonna be a part of your life. Uh, but when we talk about, and I give an example, uh, we're working on a low income uh, neighborhood. It's an apartment complex, and we're installing windows, and so we have to go into these homes. Uh, we also have to do lead work in these homes. And we have over 700-some windows to put in. So I went into over 100 units. And so going into those units, I see a commonality of the issues because most of these people are in these complexes. Are, uh, it's, a, it's an impoverished area, you can say it like that. If you look at the things that they put you know, on the refrigerator, because I ain't going to nobody's refrigerator, but I see on, on the refrigerator and in the pantry, I see Doritos, I see canned drinks, I see, you know, cakes and cookies and things like that. And so I look at it as a commonality because I'm, I'm, I'm always looking at things at a financial perspective, but I think it's more so starting with that physical because um, they put, these companies know that. They plant those, they plant these grocery stores and they don't give us a lot of people access to the to their produce, to the, the healthy stuff like that. We have to go out of our way to go get it. You know, it's not planted in the neighborhoods. Just like they plant, um, they plant liquor stores, they plant uh, payday loan companies, they plant you know uh, uh, pawn shops. They plant all those. A commonality of it is in low income and uh, 500 and less credit scores which is still going to be in that area. They know who they target. And so from years of doing that, even when they had the slaves, they gave the slaves the, the last of the last meat. And we still eat certain things like that, like hog moths and, and turkey uh, was the chicken necks or whatever, neck bones, whatever it's called. I never liked those, but pig feet, things like that. Those are things that's destroying the body, which destroys the mind, which you can't function. It destroys the mental. You got a high level of stress. Cancer is a development of stress. You know, things like that. We don't talk about it. It's a sensitive subject. And then when you talk about, like, Octavian talks about an alkaline diet, where it's talking about the, uh, well, I'm, I'm still studying too, but the, the body is electric, so we should eat foods that are electric. And so I just go right back to the scripture. When, when Adam was made, he was made from the earth. And so why wouldn't we go back to the earth to get our nutrition, you know, things like that. And I think if we can lock into that, and it, like you said, this takes a long time. It's a process, you know. But I believe that that's one of the core things, one of the major pillars of why, you know, black America is in the predicament thing. They don't want to give up this, this fried chicken, you know. And even people that are going to, you know, so-called vegan uh, lifestyles. I was telling my wife about this earlier. You see them frying, now you frying pickles and frying, you know, zucchinis and frying watermelon. You still going back to the same stuff. And until we educate ourselves on that, until we educate ourselves in financial literacy, until, and until we get counseling to realize, hey, I have an issue. I have a, I've been damaged. And it's been going through generations, and I'm and a lot of young people are are, are uh, locking into this, 
That's why a lot of people are, a lot of young people are running away from religion because it's battling them up. They they run away from these unhealthy lifestyle choices. And then what happens is it, it creates a rebellion to leadership. And so we're still out of order. You know, so the father can't honor any of that. So it's like you said, it's a lot of things we gotta get get back to and and really uh focus and keen in on so we can we can move forward as uh, black America. I'll keep this short because I don't know how much time we have left, but <laughs> um yeah, and a lot of times when it comes to food, you know, it it really is comfort for pe- so a lot of people. Um, you know, they feel like life is full of hardships, you know. Um, everything I go for seems to turn bad, my job bad, the relationships I'm going for is bad, you know, uh, I'm hating what I'm doing every day, you know, uh, my family gets on my nerves, my kids are bad, you know, just all these different things that they can say about their life, you know, um, food is that thing that consoles a lot of people, that's when you um, hear a lot of people who do get obese and stuff like that, they tell you that food was their escape. You know, because we know it, it sets off the endorphins and the feel-good center in your brain when you eat the sugar and all this other stuff. That's why a lot of times when you start try to start talking to people about food, you hear a lot of people say, like, man, you're trying to take this away from me, too? You know, because it's, it, it's the one thing that one of the things that they hold on to in life, you know, and especially with, like, African-Americans and stuff like that, you know, living in impoverished areas. It's literally nothing there, you know. Uh, they, they literally... You know, and that comes from slavery that, you know, just one day we'll get to the by and by. They really don't strive for more. They just become complacent where they're at. And they're searching for the littlest thing that's going to get them like, you know, some type of joy, you know. And those Sunday dinners or what do it, you know, black folks would tear down in the kitchen. You know, that's that's one thing they'll do because that's what they love to come together and do. We can talk about eating and cooking and stuff like that all the time because that's one of the few things that we can say that we have in our so-called culture here in america um so yeah yeah and and i mean that's true like you just said about the culture i don't think that's where people really realize what they're saying when they're talking about race you know we'll say well black people do this or white people do that or you know say uh indian people do this we're really actually saying cultures we're not really stating races because you know we say these are things that black people do and a lot of times when we're talking about you know one thing is black lives you know black lives matter uh, what they're really is saying, Black Lives Matter, too, is trying to point out that, you know, we felt like Black Lives had mattered. And a lot of times, like, you know, Demetrius is addressing, you're addressing about issues in the black community. Others may feel uh, left out. Well, why are you only helping the black community? Well, nobody else is helping us. Um, so we're trying to help ourselves. And that's the issue that some people have had with us is, well, why don't you help yourself, pull yourself up by your own uh, bootstraps? Well, that's what we're trying to do now by uh promoting this if we try to help you and another race then we're neglecting our people why don't you come and help us too you got all the money so um and then just with the teachings like you know the ideologies that have been passed down like i've been reading yermahu or jeremiah recently and then it, it was it just opened up that what the father is looking at is generations and what we're passing down is uh i know i talked to Octavian about this like a lot of people believe in generational curses a lot of them are just habits. They're generational habits that we're passing down, and eating is a part of it. We're passing down bad eating habits. So it, it takes a lot of uh, getting out of you know what we've considered the norm, or I'll say the norm in our culture, and replacing it with kingdom uh, uh, mindset. And like I even said, uh, Demetri said, it all came from scripture, Baal She Genesis. Uh, you know, when Adam was created, you'll see in there that, you know, he came from earth. Everything that the father created, he created for mankind. All that we have here is for us. And, um, you know, the kingdom mandate is for us to, to dominate and rule the earth. So, you know, we have everything we need. And I don't know if did anybody have anything else they want to bring up. Uh, yeah. Uh, like you were saying, uh, eating habits are uh just like you may say like the diseases uh different things like uh my, my mama's always said well my grandma my granddad had high blood pressure and i got high blood pressure so that means you know it's hereditary you know you may have it and i'm thinking no that's not true i said the issue with that is the if i continue the habits that were passed down then of course yeah you may be a 
I want to I want to say I'm at high risk um, just because I don't believe that, you know, and I think that's one of the things in the black community, even in those areas, they think, well, so and so had it and so and so had it and so and so had just like the financial issues where my mom was broke and her mom was broke. So I guess I'm just bound to be broke type type mentality. And that becomes a belief system and it becomes a way of lifestyle. But the way, because we always, one thing that I don't like is if we, we in the black community, we love to talk about the issues and we don't bring solutions to the table. And so one of those solutions is to stop being ignorant, you know, to the problem. If you have an issue, and, and we're in the, we're in the uh, information age, so if you need to know something, you can type it in. Your phone is a personal computer. I mean, if you hello need to know somebody, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you, if you need to know something, it's right there at your fingertips. So you can't say I didn't know. That's 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 just hogwash now, and you just can't use that anymore. You can't use that excuse. So now, if you have, and that's why that's why I said a lot of young people now, like our age, we're coming to the knowledge of that. And I appreciate, like Octavian, I appreciate you, uh, DJ, just for the lifestyle changes that you guys made. Because Octavian's been doing it for a while, and he didn't know I was watching him this whole time. And I'm, I'm watching to see what they put, you know, what they putting on their plate, you know, and are they living what they're saying. And the same thing, you know, with you is, is that person living what they're saying because... It's important because now I need to make a decision. Okay, it's working for them. They're doing the right thing. So now it's time for me to make some changes. And then I just, because of the influence, this sparked my 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 uh, my interest in, in figuring out. Okay, what can I do to better myself? Because I went to the doctor. I was 25 pounds extra weighted than I did before I went to the military, and I was 225 when I went to the military. So I was 250 going to the doctor. Coming in with back issues, blood pressure was borderline, you know, and these are things that I don't even talk about. But and then I got, uh, I had a formidable stenosis in my in my lower back, and so at that time I said, you know, I'm a kingdom citizen, you know, I have rights. I'm tithing, I'm, I'm giving my first fruits, things like that. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So Holy Spirit, and this is because we got more knowledge now. We can't say, well, you know, it's, it's hereditary. Now we say, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom and, and help me and find, help me guide me in the way that I need to know so I can break this. Because it's not going to be generational. I'm not passing this down to my son or any of these habits, you know, or any of these sayings. So at that point, you have to figure out it's time, it's just time to uh, stop being ignorant. Why you put that up there? <laughs> Threw my thought off. But uh, yeah, like you said, I think ignorance is uh, is is that's that's been the problem, and, and the solution is to stop being ignorant. Go go get research, plenty of groups and things like that. Get connected, you know. Get mentors in areas that you want to go in, and just do it. You know, Demetrius ain't no pastor, but he preaching. <laughs> Well, you definitely right. Uh, somebody can help me. What's what's? Uh, I don't know the scripture verbatim, but it basically talks about whoever words that you heed, you become. The scripture says uh, slave, but we know that's not an appropriate term. But you become a slave to that person, which basically means that uh, you know the words that they feed into you, you will heed, you will live, you will you know make sure those words come to pass and stuff like that. And this is what Demetrius was saying. It's a part of uh, your belief system, you know. You, you heard that precept, you conceived it, and then, you know, you got, uh, it made a conviction in you of just like, oh, so that's what that is, you know, it's not the foods that I eat, you know what I'm saying, it's it's not the choices that I'm making, it's just, it runs in my family, so it, it tends to happen, you know, and it, it's bad because it, it it's like what Demetrius said, you just keep that generational uh, thing going, uh, you're just the next person in a line of people who, you know, has succumbed to that ideology and is going to continue to live a life that's um, a detriment um, to you and, you know, uh, the people that come after you. 
because kids mimic, man. That's 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 all they do. That I mean, they watch they watching every single thing you do. I mean, that's why people will fight you now if you talk about Christmas just because you grew up. You know, somebody giving you a tree. I mean, a, a Christmas tree with a present under it, telling you Santa Claus came. Just because you was doing it when you was three, you ready to fight me over it. But uh, yeah. So that's what I have to say. Yeah, and I think we're actually out of time right now. Octavia, you want to take us out? Yeah. Um, so, once again, you know, we come to an end to another episode. Um, we thank you guys once again for tuning in. We thank you once again for, you know, hearing us, um, you know, express the things that the Holy Spirit has given us. Hopefully they help you, inspire you, not only inspire but empower uh, to take these things, to actually innovate them into your lives. I mean, not innovate, but actually uh, take these things and actually implement them into your lives. But, uh, yeah, we thank you guys once again, and shalom. Shalom.